Welcome to this podcast series, Magic and Mayhem, Discover the Secrets to Creating Magnificent Books for Kids and Teens. Magic and Mayhem is a free podcast and ebook series brought to you by the Australian Writers' Centre. If you're interested in writing for kids and teens, join us on a journey that's set to inspire and enhance your own writing skills. Download your free Magic and Mayhem book at magicandmayhem.com.au. It's got awesome insights into how some of the world's best authors write their children's books. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm founder of the Australian Writers Centre and I'm thrilled to bring you this series of curated interviews from children's authors and young adult authors from around the world. Judith Russell is a full-time writer and illustrator of children's books. She's also really great value and really fun. Before embarking on her successful writing and illustrating career, Judith was a scientist She's now written 13 books and illustrated more than 80. Judith is also one of our fantastic presenters of the course, Writing Picture Books at the Australian Writers' Centre. Keep listening to learn her tips for crafting a successful picture book and how the text and illustrations work seamlessly together to create a magical story for children. When Judith spoke to Alison Tate from the Australian Writers' Centre, Judith had just released Withering by Sea. That's the first book in her Stella Montgomery Intrigue series. Since then, the second book has come out and the third and final instalment was released in 2018 as well. And they're all going incredibly well. So let's have a listen to Judith. Judith Russell has been writing and illustrating children's books for more than 12 years and has written 11 books, working on number 12, and illustrated more than 80. She teaches the Writing Picture Books course for the Australian Writers' Centre in Melbourne, and her latest book, a junior novel called Withering by Sea, was recently shortlisted for the 2015 Indie Book Awards. So, hi Judith and welcome. Hi, thank you. (laughs) Um, Okay, so firstly, tell us a little bit about yourself. Have you always been a writer and illustrator of children's books? Uh, no, I'm one of these people who has changed careers a little bit. I used to actually work for CSIRO as a scientist. Oh. I studied science out of school and I did that for a bunch of years and then I worked for a cotton spinning company as a product development officer, believe it or not. I like to think I'm the children's illustrator in Australia who knows the most about early stage fibre processing. <laughs> I'm sure you are. <laughs> so how did you go from early stage fibre processing to um, writing and illustrating children's books? Oh, well, I've always, there's mainly the illustrating. I started off as an illustrator. I've always enjoyed drawing and I've always done a little bit of illustration on the side. And so when uh, work was becoming a little bit hard to, hard to go with, at one stage I thought I'd just take a break and do some illustrating for a while and come back to it. I always planned to come back to work. But... I was just very lucky and I really like working from home. I love drawing pictures and I got a bunch of work straight up, which was just really lucky. So how and did so that I, happen? And basically we never went back to work. Lucky you. Did you, have a, had you. Did you have a portfolio? Like how did you, how do you start being a children's book illustrator? Like do you just launch yourself? Um, it's funny isn't it, how different people start. I, I often suggest for illustrators, and this might be the same for writers, is sometimes it's useful to think of the thing you do other than illustrating, that might help make a start. For me, our family are very into music, and my first jobs were with Alan's Music to produce music books like How to Play the Recorder or whatever, and um, I illustrated a bunch of them. 
Right, um, so you build up sort of a coming record. in with my extra music knowledge was helpful. Right, okay, well, that's interesting. So you came in first with pictures. Why yes. did you then start writing your own books rather than illustrating other yeah. people's? Uh, I did a, a few books which were May's books. They're very elaborate artwork. And someone writes the story and the illustrator draws the pictures. But because in a maze book, the story is really slight and the pictures are really elaborate, you do do those and you think, I could write those words. Right. And then I could be in charge, you know. (laughs) And is that part of why you started? You wanted to be in charge? Yeah. Well, it was that, I think it was just that they looked easy in that case. And they, they actually are. I mean, maze books are actually quite easy to write. They don't have very many words and they don't have much of a story. And so, yeah, I started off writing maze and puzzle books. And then I did a course um, uh, with Hazel Edwards, who wrote The Hippopotamus on the Roof-Eating Cake, um, about writing. It gave me a little bit of confidence. And I wrote um, uh, a junior novel while I was doing that course, yeah. You went into a junior novel after doing the course rather than sort of going to another picture book. Yeah, that's right. More complicated story. Oh, okay. And why did you do that? Like, why did you branch out into that? I I had an editor once who said that everyone has an age group they write the best for. And I think for me, I really like writing for that age, sort of 8 to 12, the sort of classic age of children's books. And why is that? What what is it you like about that age group? I think I I enjoy the humour, I think. And I like that you can write quite an elaborate story. It can be quite complicated. They're good readers at that age. Yeah. Um. I think there's just something about that length of book too. You can really, you know, do you remember that feeling from when you're little and you can really lose yourself in a book? Yeah. I think that's the kind of thing I want to, you know, experience. So they average out at about the 50,000 word mark, the, the books Yeah, the shortest ones I've written are 30,000 and my most recent one was 50. Okay. So did you ever, have you ever considered writing for adults or has it always been children's books that interested you? I've never really considered writing for adults, no. Okay. And so because, like, what is it about children's books that you love? Is it just the fact that you can write a full adventure and lose, like, a a very much a story? Is that what it is? I think it's the story thing. Some people think writing for kids is uh, restrictive, but I actually find it the opposite. It seems to me you have a wider range of things you can write about than for adults because if you want to write the story about the harrowing reality of, terrible life you can certainly do that for a kid's book but you can also write the story about the dinosaur who wanted to do ballet <laughs> you can have a dragon appear if you want you know it you have a enormous range of things you can write about I enjoy that okay. you can sort of create a world and then send off your little characters to have their have their adventure yeah so how does your writing process work like if you mm. like uh let's well let's talk about withering by sea because that's your most recent completed work what what you know how how did how does it come about what happens there where where did the idea come from and then how did it go from idea to complete book i've always been a bit obsessed with victoriana mm-hmm. i love the era i've read heaps of books like a sort of mad woman and if i go to a museum or something it's always the victorian bit that attracts my attention and so i had this idea of writing you know a proper victorian sort of melodrama and so that was my first idea. I read a heap of history books, so I know lots of facts. <laughs> yeah. And then um, I guess I'd, I'm not a very good planner, so I start with the first scene and right. then think what could happen next, what could happen next, so I just sort of get plugging away at it till I get to the end. Yeah. And then, and that's really hard. It feels like a very hard process to 
me. And then when I get to the end, I've got this complete thing and I can start structuring it properly and fiddling around with it. And Yeah, it's, it's quite a long process, actually. Oh, so how long does it take you to get a first draft together? Well, I've never tried to do it as a full-time job because I've always been illustrating and writing on the side. Right. The first one took some years. Okay. <laughs> so now I'm writing the second one and I'm working full-time on it. It'd be interesting to see if it's quicker. I really hope so. Okay. <laughs> hope so you're currently working on the first draft of, of the second Withering by Sea book? That's right. Okay, fine. So um, when you uh, go back and you sort of like working with the first draft, do you, does it change a lot? Do you find um, that that first scene that you wrote remains to be the first scene or do you find that things change? Because I um, tend to edit quite a lot as I go, which is not what I would advise people to do, by the way. <laughs> do as <laughs> I thing... say, not as I do, yes. <laughs> the thing is quite sort of uh, solid usually, but in the first case, in the first book I actually rewrote the last, perhaps the last third of the book. Right. At that stage it changed the ending completely. Yeah. Right. Okay. Does on the advice of the editor, you? actually. Oh, okay. So she she said she you know she didn't think <laughs> it was any good, and so I fixed it right up. You obviously fixed it right up, given that it's being <laughs> shortlisted for awards. <laughs> I know, I know. So I really appreciate a good editor. There's nothing like it. So do you? Um, are you still writing picture books as well? I'm not working on any at the moment, but I've written a few. In right. The past, okay. Yeah. And how do you approach that process? Is that different like how I mean where do most people go wrong when they try to write a picture book oh um, I think that uh, for people who are just writing the text uh, the things that they might do wrong are sometimes they put too many ideas into it a picture book is really quite a simple structure Mm -hmm. and the best advice I've heard about writing a picture book is it should be about one thing or one aspect of a thing and I think that beginners often try and just do too much right you really want one clear storyline and one theme. The best picture books are really quite simple. But, of course, the difficulty is to get that simple. It often has to be very complicated to start with and then you need to edit it down. Right. So is that, that, how, you, is that how you recommend people work? Like write that's, that's the complicated people, story and then work it out from there? That's how a lot of people do work. Yeah. And um, I think it, it's effective, but I think you have to be quite tough on yourself when it comes to the editing. Right. And that's where I think a lot of people fall down is you, you know, fall in love with your complicated ideas. <laughs> and you need sometimes to step back and look at it with a hard head and say, no, the story's about this. And so all these things that are not this probably don't live in a story. So as a writer-illustrator, when you're writing a picture book, you've probably got in your head space for the pictures. Am I right? Yes. And I think when you write and illustrate, quite often you work on them together. Right. But if you're just writing, you always have to be thinking about the pictures because the way a picture book works is the text and the pictures tell the story together. So and you have so to leave space in the text for the pictures? Is that you how You do. Works? You do. Like you would never describe what your character looks like because the picture is going to do that so much better than your words could because there's the character. Right. But also you need, like sometimes in picture books, the joke can be in the pictures. Like you can imagine a book where the text goes, you know, uh, Jill was always a really good little girl and then the picture has Jill smashing the house up and that's the, how humour can really work in picture books so if you're writing the text you always have to be thinking of how the pictures can work with your story So when you submit say I am just writing a picture book on my own with, without necessarily like I'm only the author without being the author illustrator mm-hmm. how do I 
how do I submit it with that, you know, like I intend that the picture will tell the joke? Well, if it's like that and you need to know what's in the picture to get how the book will work, um, people would advise you include an illustrator note oh, in right. your text. So yeah. you put it in italics, you say illustrator note in, in brackets. But you would only do that if in that situation where without that happening in the picture, the story doesn't make sense. Right, okay. If it's Otherwise just your, the story needs to tell the story. That's right, and the, you need to give the illustrator space to do what they would like with the scenery and everything. You can't say, I want it to look like my holiday house <laughs> because, you know, the illustrator may have a completely different idea of how it will look and they're a creative person who needs their space as well. Uh, so very, I would say, it's a very creative process, the whole thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's, 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 it's an interesting process, I think, and I, I really admire the writers who write picture books well because they're giving their story into the hands of another person sort of entirely. Mm. I think it might be a bit like writing a movie, not that I've ever written a movie, but it's famous, isn't it, how the writer works and then their story is taken off by the mm. you know, producer and the director and everyone and changed all about. It's a bit like that. You sort of yeah. you write the picture book and then your story is taken off by the designer and the illustrator and the editor and, the, and then everyone you just else. And have to hope. Hope that it comes out well. <laughs> and a lot of people are... Um, charmed by the results, quite different from what they imagined sometimes, yeah, yeah. but okay. so much better than they imagined sometimes. Okay. So um, what do you think then is the key to writing a good children's book, like for either picture book or sort of, you know, junior novel, so to speak? Well, in case of a junior novel, um, I'd say you, you do, you know, you've got to hold the children's interest, really. I'd say action and plot. You really need stuff to happen. Yep. And you need stuff to happen in every scene. Yep. And you have to have a main character that the children can relate to. Right. In the case of a picture book, you've really you've got to be child-centred, write about something that kids are interested in or would be interested in, but you also have to keep a little eye, I think, on the adults for picture books because picture books are read by adults to children yep. on the whole. Yep. So... Whereas you're writing for the older children, the kids are reading it themselves. Yep. You're writing straight for them. But with a picture book, there's no harm in keeping a little eye on your adult reader as well, I think. So do you have all those things in your head when you sit down to write? Because that gets kind of crowded in there, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's different writing for kids than writing for adults. Because when you're writing for adults, not that I do it, but I assume you write for yourself. Yeah, you write so, for peers. Or people like you. you. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Whereas when you're writing for kids, you're sort of writing for them. And I think that... Um, one of the most useful things is to sort of channel your own childhood a bit. Yeah. So what, if you can remember what it was really like when you were eight or whatever, yeah. and write for that eight-year-old. Yeah. Not write for some sweet little child who you, you see, but write for someone who you really feel like. So you're not you just know. writing for children, you're kind of writing for a child, so to speak. Yeah, or writing for yourself when you were a child, that kind of feeling. Yeah. I think, because otherwise you think, oh, they're little kids, they, they're happy with anything. Yeah. They won't understand if I, I can't work out the logic of the scene I'm working on right now, but it doesn't matter because they're only kids. Oh, okay. See, that attitude won't help. Won't wash. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You've got to say, no, this is important. I want this to be, you know, as good as I can make it. Respect uh, your reader, I suppose. Yeah. So just going back uh, one step slightly, how, how long does it actually take for a picture book to go from an idea to a finished product? It, Is it a long it, process? It's a long process. Okay. <laughs> um, 
so the writer, generally the writer would write the text and then send it off to the publisher and say they accepted it straight away. Like they read it and straight away accepted it. That still is a few months, that bit. Yeah. And then they start looking for an illustrator. And say you're a first-time writer, they might want a really good, famous illustrator to illustrate your book because one of the names often needs to sell the book. Right, yeah. But that person might be busy for the next 18 months. Oh. So they book them up. 18 months pass, they do the illustrations. This is quite typical. Wow. And then they might take three or four months to do the illustrations or more. And then the book has to go off to be printed and then bound and then distributed. So I'd say two years would be not unusual. Okay. So it's not what you call a quick turnaround. It's really not. I mean, <laughs> there's the exceptions. But, I mean, I illustrated a book. I finished the illustrations in the middle of, last year and that book is out in May right this year so that's a year between me sending the artwork off and the book coming out even there yeah because they're quite big productions aren't they they're quite you know they're, they, they're usually they are. beautifully produced and lavish they're very expensive to make and then sometimes the publisher might say bring out two picture books a month or whatever they do yeah and so then your book will just be scheduled in the next gap and the next gap might be you know, months away. So what do you think it is that makes some picture books go off, like go mad? Like I'm thinking of um, uh, probably last year's was The Day the Crayons Quit with oh, Oliver Jeffers. Oh, that was Jeffers, great, wasn't it? Funny. Which was just a great book um, on an adult level as well as a kid level. Um, but what, you know, like what, you know there's, there's always a standout. There's your Gruffalo or there's your, you know, there's, there's a random one that becomes the classic of the generation. Oh. Like what is it that makes that happen? If only we knew. If we knew, I know. And I'm sure all the publishers would love. I mean, a lot of those books are do that thing of being good for adults and children. They've yeah. got a little eye on the adults. Yeah. There's a lot of humour in the really big books. I think some of them are very funny. Yes. Um, but not all. No. <laughs> Obviously, the pictures and the text have to work really closely together to tell yeah. the story. Yeah. Um, now, if we knew the thing, I mean, there's so many brilliant books that don't do that. Yeah. And you look at them and think that's amazing. Yeah, why didn't so, it Well, why didn't it sell is really the point, isn't it? And that, yeah. there's so many things that can affect a book's sales, which right, are well, quite separate from how good the book from is. From the quality of the book. Which yeah. brings me neatly to my next question. Thank you for oh. that lovely segue. Um, <laughs> let's talk about, you know, author platforms and profiles. As far as children's authors go, like what, do you, what, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, you know, do, do you need to put a lot of work into the profile and the platform if you're writing for children? It depends on the age of your readers, I really think. Mm -hmm. If you're writing for the younger children or even up to the age I'm writing for, which is sort of 12-ish, yeah. um, it's the website that's important. Most of those little kids are not on Facebook. Okay. Um, although their mums might be. Yeah. But um, I, I find that when a book comes out, the hits on my website go up quite a lot. Right. And um, I think that's where people go to find their information. Okay. For older children, like if you're writing YA, it's a bit different because you, you, know, you might have to go on Instagram and Facebook and really properly interact. I get quite a lot of emails from my readers. Do you? Now, well, I never used to when I did picture books because um, presumably they're, <laughs> they're like two-year-olds. But mm -hmm. um, now I'm running for nine, ten, eleven-year-olds. Yeah, they send me emails quite often. Okay, so usually they... with uh, points they'd like they'd like me, you know, to address problems I have with my story. And oh, right. great! <laughs> <laughs> one of them emailed me the other day and asked me if I've ever tasted treacle. Oh, 
Oh. There's, treacle, there's treacle in my story yeah. mentioned. And what does it taste like? I think right. it's lovely. <laughs> Love that. So what then do you, like how do you um, set up your, like what do you think about when you're setting up your author website with that in mind? Like if knowing that, that that's what happens, that kids will come to your website when your books come out. Well, I suppose I, I probably should do a bit better than I do actually. Um, I, I think it would be good. I've been thinking recently it would be good to have a page for the book, you know, right. so something about the actual book, whereas at the moment it's just sort of a bio list of books yep. <laughs> and my um, contact details. Right. So, yeah, I, I, I could probably do better than I do. No so will we be looking that. for witheringbyc.com at some point? I wonder if that's not a bad idea. Well, I, you know. I'm, I'm not very uh, good online, to tell you the truth. Okay. So what kind of stuff do you do in the way of promotion? Are you doing a lot of school talks? Are you like, Because that's sort of part of the life of a children's author in some ways, isn't it? It can be. A lot of people do heaps of school talks. I know someone who did 300 last year. 300? Yeah, it's more talks than school days. Wow, that's impressive. It is, isn't it? Yes. I, don't do, I, don't, I do much less than that. Okay. <laughs> I do, do you enjoy few. them? I don't mind them. They're quite um, tiring, actually. Yes. I like meeting the kids, obviously. Yes. And um, I've got much better at them than I used to be. When you start, they can be a bit intimidating and frightening. Yes. Um, because you go into the strange school and you get given this sort of unruly class who perhaps don't even know who you are. Yes. And you've got to sort of engage them. As, you do get skills over the years from doing them, definitely. What do you think are the kind of skills that you need for that sort of work? Because like, I, I think it comes as a surprise to children's authors that that is even a thing if you've never done it before. <laughs> I know. I know. It just seems funny that it's just so different from the skills you actually have as a writer. Yes. But they're completely other skills. Um, uh, some people don't do any. It's not essential. Yes. At all. Um, you need to be able to... I think what... Actually, to tell you the truth, I think the most useful thing is to put together a presentation that's really solid. Right. And that you know works. And you probably will do a few on your way to working out what that is. And then you can, I mean, the thing about school talks is you don't need to do lots of different things each time. You can pretty much do similar things each time, maybe vary it a little bit. Yeah. And so you work out what works and just, you know, that'll give you a lot more confidence and then you can, you know, be a bit more relaxed about them. So it's like anything, prepare yourself and know what you're talking about. Oh, goodness, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, all right. Well, then let's uh, finish up there. Let, uh, you've, you've obviously, you teach a lot of students uh, through the Australian Writers' Centre courses and various other things that you do. Yes. So what are your top three tips for would-be children's authors? Like you're writing a lot of different types of books for children. What are your top three tips? Hit me. Um, <laughs> Come on. I'd, I'd say first is that you have to be quite determined. You have to want it. I have a lot of students who say they don't have time to write. And, I mean, that's fine. Everyone has many things in their life. So they come to but, do the course, but they don't have time to write? Well, I think it's like it's a choice. You you can choose to make time. It actually doesn't matter how busy your life is, and it might be incredibly busy, like unbelievably busy. But if you can't squeeze 10 minutes into the day, mm. you know, you just don't want it enough mm. is what I would say. Like you're making choices. You're choosing to, I don't know, feed your children or write your novel. Yes. And, Maybe in that case you probably should. Feed you the probably children, choose but... the children at that point, so. <laughs> <laughs> even if it's only baked beans. <laughs> but I had a student who would text her novel to herself while she's working as a waitress in her little breaks. Oh right. And you know, at the end of the day, collect these texts together and 
write another paragraph. Wow. So you need to be a little bit, yeah, you have to want it and you have to be determined. That will be my first thought. Um, try and write every day. Is It's really good advice, actually. It Do you does write help. every day? I try to. Right. I, I'm at the moment. I don't always, but uh, right now I am. Right. And it does help because you sort of come up against the same problem and eventually you will solve it, mm. eventually, if you keep trying. Mm. Um, so that's two. And I suppose my third one is don't give up. People get very dejected by rejections from publishers. And we've all had lots. Even really well-known writers get rejected. Mm. And it's really important to see that as what it is, which is that your book doesn't suit them right at the moment or it's not something they can see a way of selling right at the moment. It doesn't mean you're a terrible person. It doesn't mean you're not a good writer. So try not to get discouraged by that stuff, but, you know, just keep trying to improve. Because it's they, extraordinarily competitive, isn't it, children's it, fiction? It really is, and actually picture books is one of the toughest ones because a very few first-time writers get published each year. But each year, some do. Right. And I've heard um, editors who read through the slush pile saying they would love to find treasure in there. Like, they're genuinely looking. They're how, not... many, how many submissions do you reckon they get on an av- like one publisher on an average basis in the picture book division? Hundreds. Hundreds. Because they're so short, people think they're easy to write, and so they just whip them out and send them off. Right. But of those hundreds, um, even just doing a little course, would put you, I reckon, in the top 10% because already you're producing something that could be a picture book text. Right. The right number of words, it's presented in the right way. Yeah. You've given some thought to it. Yeah. And already you're giving yourself a much better chance yeah. than some random person who's just scribbled on the back of an envelope with a crayon and posted it. Because <laughs> that happens often, I'm sure. <laughs> All right, Judith. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you. you talking thank to you us. So much. And good luck in the Indie Book Awards. Thank you. It's exciting. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed the interview. I'm Alison Tate, also known as A.L. Tate, and I'm the internationally published best-selling author of two epic adventure series, The Mapmaker Chronicles and The Adaban Cipher. My books are available in Australia, the US, the UK and other territories and are perfect for young readers aged 9 or older. Find out more about me and my books at alisontait.com. That's A-L-L-I-S-O-N-T-A-I-T dot com. Right, so did you hear what Judith said? Do a course. And I'm not just saying that because that's what we do here at the Australian Writers' Centre. But seriously, as Judith says, everyone thinks about writing picture books and they think it's so easy because they're short. But knowing exactly how long it should be, how it should be presented, when and how to leave notes for the illustrator, these are important things that can be crucial to your success. There's a real art to writing a picture book that appeals to children and parents and publishers and the gatekeepers. At the Australian Writers' Centre, we're passionate about helping aspiring authors to learn the guidelines and the many elements that go into creating a stellar picture book. If it's a dream of yours, get the know-how and stacks of confidence from the online course, Writing Picture Books. Go to writerscentre.com.au slash picturebooks to learn more. That's writercentercomau slash picturebooks. I also really liked what Judith said about writing for kids, how it's actually less restrictive than writing for adults. You can't really write a story about a dinosaur wanting to do ballet for adults, <laughs> although maybe someone should. 
So there's Judith busting two myths. Writing picture books is not easy, but it's really fun. And writing for kids is not restrictive, which is great. You've been listening to Magic and Mayhem from the Australian Writers' Centre. For awesome writing tips, short story competitions, incredible courses that you can do in person or online, join our wonderful and friendly writing community, which has people from all over the world. The best way is to go to writerscentre.com.au and sign up to our weekly newsletter. That's writerscentre.com.au.